For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Determination comes in many forms, but always starts with the Dunkin' Run. So take your medium or larger coffee in one hand and grab a dollar donut in the other. No matter how you run, Dunkin' Run. A one dollar donut with any medium or larger coffee. Exclude specialty donuts and fancies. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. There we go. All right, I'm ready. Oh man, crazy weekend again. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of football, I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, football, it was it, college. It just shows you so much about football's. I mean, what's so much fun about football is it's like it's just the the the. It's just such a great. It's like the, you're watching the real world all the time, man. It's like there's so much good shit going on. No, it's best reality TV out there. It really is. People don't realize really? that. <clears throat> All right, do one more thing now. Ready? All right. Yeah, I totally got caught off guard with the Patriots game on Saturday. I was like, wait, is the game today? Like, Dude, this whole week. week. Honestly, if you like football, this whole week is going to be incredible. Right. That's Monday, what Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Like, yeah, that thing's I'm all you can eat, too. I love it. I, it's funny. Like, I used to, there was a time, I remember when I first retired, I was like, man, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to still watch every game. Right. And I did for like, I did for like a season. And then right. I stopped. And then we moved. Uh, we moved overseas. And, you know, you the, had to stop. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, you, you can only watch. There's only one game on, and that game is at like six. You know, it's eight at night or some shit. It's early, you know, it's a terrible. It's game. early. Yeah, yeah, or, or it's late. It's late, and then oh, you go. To, and then the one game they had was um, NFL Europe game, like the international game. So I'd go to the London game. That was fun. But then you just stop watching. And you just, um, I'm back though. I'm like fully. I'm fully engorged in soccer and in the football game. Right, right. All right, man. Let's get this party started. Hey, how you doing? This is Amon Green. Welcome to the On My Block podcast. I'm your host, along with my good friend, co-host, and teammate, Mike Wall. How you doing, man? Hey, G, what's up, buddy? Man, I'm doing good. Doing good. Had a, had a good weekend. Actually, it kicked off pretty good, really good, with the old guy. I know you, you might have bumped in, in your headphones from time to time, or you might have heard him in the locker room. Nelly came to Oshkosh, Wisconsin Oh yeah, on, on Friday night. 
I don't know what it is. We getting all the uh, 90 rappers late early 2000s. Oh, you're talking about Nelly Nelly. Nelly like, I thought you were talking about like a reporter. Oh, hell no, yeah. I know Nelly that. is getting yeah, hot in her. And, oh, yeah. uh, Air Force Ones, baby. Air Force yeah, Air Ones, baby. Hey, hey, that's the song right there, man. Uh, him and Ludacris. So Ludacris came here two, week, two weeks ago. Dude, okay, so yeah. that's funny, right? Because my So my kids, <laughs> that was that Chicken and Waffles album? Yes, yes. Okay, so, so, my, so, so my kids think that is the funniest album they've ever heard, man. It's oh. hilarious. <laughs> oh, it yeah, is, I, yeah. To me, I remember when I heard that album, from his first album to that album, I was like, Ludacris is like a comedic rapper. Like yes. he makes jokes of himself yes. and the industry and fans and does mm-hmm. everything. He almost like a stand-up comic sort of, but I was like, this is, this is awesome. He's, enter- um, he's entertaining as all hell, man. And in person, yes. So I went to him back in 2016 at the Super Bowl in San Francisco, was the Broncos mm-hmm. and Carolina. Mm-hmm. And it was at the Madden Bowl. And he was the performer at the Madden Bowl uh, competition. Saw him live there. He tore it up. And then so I already knew when he when I knew he's coming to um, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, I was like, oh, yeah, we're going. I said, like, he's live. He's he's all the way live and he's entertaining. Hey, what, at what point? Like, I'm not trying to like, you know, I love Wisconsin, right? Yeah, but like, but like at what point in like a rap star's career they're like, all right, we're going to Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Exactly. Paper, baby. Exactly. At the end like, of the career, he when he was headlining shows and like you know Vegas, Dubai, he's like Dubai, you know? right? L.A., New York City, Atlanta, right, Georgia. Hitting, we're hitting Oshkosh. Like I remember, I remember honestly, like because you know nobody knows what Oshkosh is except for the uh, overalls. Yeah, the Oscar gosh, right. It's not a real thing until like I remember when like when I got there, I was like, that's a real place. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, that's what I said. Same thing. Oh, it's actually real. I could go to it. Oh, nice. All right. That's funny. All right. Yeah, make this happen. All right. Yeah. So I had that Friday and then watched some a few little bit of college football with all the crazy bowl name bowl names. I did see Jimmy Kimmel. He did, he came out on the field for his bowl game and like performed. I think with the I can't I don't know if it's a flute or a clarinet or something. He was out there <laughs> at his bowl. And That's I would say, if my name is on a bowl, I'm going to at least be on the field. I don't know if I'm going to perform and do anything. I think I'll just, like, wave to the crowd, like, hey, thank you for coming. You know, one of those things. You know, I'm Dwight like, Trude recorder. Remember Dwight Trude plays that recorder when he said, oh, I do that. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Yeah. So watching that and obviously watching this game and other games and other nonsense we'll talk about later and uh, get off my line, I'll put down there. But, yeah, watching this game, it was, it was like – uh, like you're, you're going to mention here in a little bit, it was like watching, you know, an uncommon opponent play somebody, you know, the Packers got what they got to do. They basically got to continue winning and playing top end football. But then when you come against Baltimore, which is obviously from the AFC and a t- contender in, in an AFC, but a team that you don't commonly play, it's an uncommon opponent. We talked about this all the time as players. That's what the coaches would say. You know, we have an uncommon opponent. We're going to see things and, deal with players deal with schemes that we haven't usually faced so I thought for me that's part of the reason they they kind of hung in that game um, a little bit far or longer far along into the fourth quarter even down to the two-point conversion for you know attempt by the Ravens so that's kind of my my thought my thought process process there yeah man and 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 Baltimore had no business being in this game whatsoever you think about all the COVID injuries everything they have no business being in this game I I couldn't recognize a single name from their secondary man and their secondary is like they got three all pros in their secondary to start with so it's when you look at this game on paper I think it was a six and a half point spread right and I was like I'll give me that all day I'll take the Packers all day with six and a half but the truth is yeah Pittsburgh Baltimore, New England. There's just those teams that have a culture of winning and they don't make yes. excuses for anything. 
Like Jim Harbaugh doesn't make excuses for anything, man. That's why nope. this, guy's such, this guy's such a great coach. And this is why they built such a great culture because they just like, we plug and play, man. We got a system. We believe in our system. Like they got Tyler yeah. Huntley out there. Like, yeah, he's not Lamar Jackson, but he looked pretty darn good. Real good. <laughs> how many teams, like how, how many teams would love to have that problem right now? Like Tyler Huntley's start lining up a quarterback right now for them. He, he, I was trying to list the, the teams last night that that dude could start for right now. I got it to like six or seven teams. At, at right. least, at least, because he, you know, he's almost, I mean, pretty much uh, a carbon copy of Lamar. Not, I'll say probably not as fast, but is, is as, you know, close to. And I think that's where the defense, so the Packers defense kind of gave him that leeway, uh, knowing that he could run and saw some of the uh, coverages. You saw some of the running spaces that he had out there running around the football field. Dude, you know what? You know what was crazy last night was when you start because they dropped thirty points on us, right? They, they yes. should have won that game. You think yes. about the fourth and you think about the fourth and one in the, in the first drive, like they should have yep. won that game last night, right? And so you start thinking about the last couple of weeks. Our defense looks looks great, and we figure out why. And one of the things we talked about on this show was if you can get home with four, with yes. Kenny Clark pressing the pocket, you can get home with four. You want to talk Easy. about one player being the defensive MVP by not showing up, showing how valuable he is. They couldn't get home with four people anywhere. The pocket was clean for most of the night until he decided to run, like actively mm-hmm. decided to run. And so <clears throat> what happens is when you don't get home with four, all of a sudden you can drop seven, you can drop eight, whatever you want to do. But now you got a guy like Mark Andrews, right? Who, who hey, I was happy. Wake, for yeah, fantasy. Wake up, yeah, wake up world. That guy, that guy's legit, man. It's like George Kittle. You, know, you yes. talk. You started talking about like, Gronk, and then like Mark Andrews yep. is right in that discussion as far as a complete tight end, right? He's a he's a real deal. They got Hollywood Brown. You got guys on your team that can make plays. And what's happened is we've gotten kind of we play that soft zone. We come up and tackle, right? We're playing our we're playing with our feet behind the sticks when it's third and eight. We're sitting at ten, like things that just yeah. don't really make sense. But they've been getting home with four and creating that pressure. So the quarterbacks had to get the release a little bit faster. So last right. yesterday, when they actually have time, you see, like, man, we've got some holes. Like, I thought it was very eye-opening as a as a fan to see kind of our defense has some problems if Kenny Clark's not in there, like, creating havoc on that interior yeah. pass rush. Exactly, exactly. Because I see the push-up field where one play, Huntley drops back. And he, like I said, his first decision wasn't to run. He's in there. He's trying to throw the ball. Um, Rashard, Gary comes, pushes up field high. Quarter Huntley steps up, then Rashard pushes back down to try to contain him, and then Huntley put bells out and basically turns on the speed and gets to the outside, outruns um, Gary, and he did that a few times in the game. And so, um, looking into the the bracket, I say for the playoffs and teams that that NFC going to have possible quarterbacks, you know, I don't, it's not really a whole bunch, but you know, coming to then to the big game, you know, if it does boil down, they make it to the Super Bowl, you might have to deal with a guy that can run around like this, like a Pat Mahomes, like a Lamar Jackson, when he, he'll be healthy by then if the Ravens make it to the playoffs, if they can win out. So that's something you got to have. You got to put in your little uh, memory bank as uh, Joe Barry as a defense corner and like understanding like, okay, I can coach these guys up to continue to push that pocket if we don't have KC in there. We don't have Kenny Clark in that pocket. Like you said, pushing the pocket and a guy who can get home with all of them out there on the football field healthy. Yeah, but you, you, you're absolutely right. You also think about it from the perspective of like, who do we really have to beat? You know, start looking. Okay, so now we're talking about playoff season. We want Correct. to win Super Bowl. It's just Super Bowl bust, right? So who do you have to beat? Tom Brady. Okay, yes. so Tom, Tom Brady's not going anywhere, but Tom Brady, no. generally now, the Saints kind of showed you how to beat them, right? Yep. You switch up your coverages. You play one rat, one robber. You play in two man, right? You, you play an outside leverage on, on your um, – on, on your, your some of your man schemes to switch it up a little bit. So you're giving him different looks 
but we're just playing soft zone two shell most of the game. Okay. Right. And we're rushing four. We don't bring a lot of pressure. That's so right. nope. what wait, so what happens is on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, their offensive line has been together now. Like they they have a little bit of continuity, mm-hmm. right? A now lot. they got beat up last Cam Jordan single-handedly like beat up their right side of their line last night. Fair enough. But he's you know, Jordan. I mean, but yeah, he's Cam Jordan, man. He's got 100, 100 sacks in his career. Like the guy's ridiculous, right? He's one of the best players of, of the last 20 years. We just don't give him enough credit because he plays a run and a pass. But I digress. You, you start talking about Tom Brady will pick apart a soft zone, right? So oh, I so you start looking at like if 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 we're playing if we're playing Tom Brady yesterday, I know the game plan will change a little bit, but you start thinking about like, man, you're gonna play with your feet at the sticks against Tom Brady. Like you thought Mark Andrew was a problem. They got Gronkowski and the, let's say they they allow Chad AB Godwin. to play Mike right. Aven, Mike Evans, Godwin. You oh my god, like you got some real issues and he has time. We got to find a way to create a better pass rush, right? Well, we'll talk about we can talk about that a little bit later, but it's just a it's crazy to me when you talk about Huntley and you talk about what you kind of know he's going to be coming out of Utah mm-hmm. doesn't have a lot of experience had success in his first in his first start but you yep. see the athleticism and there's points in, in the game especially as, as it gets into the fourth quarter and now he's creating with his legs like Justin Fields is against us literally right this is the second week in a row we're exactly, like mobile exactly. quarterbacks just run it's like where's our pass rush playing you talk about Bill Belichick you talk about the great defensive minds in the game mm-hmm. they take away like when we were playing, when I was in Miami, Ryan Tanhill, he loved to roll to his right. So what did they do? They literally built a wall on the right. Like, no, man, you're not rolling out this way. You can go forward. You can go left. You are not going right. Okay. They, they yeah. have a pass rush plan. Like they stay, they have lane discipline and we're not doing that. And you see, we got exposed like big time because once he figured out, oh shoot, I can roll to my right. They panicked. And now there's literally, I mean, on that touchdown run that he had, there is yeah. not an edge on the left side. That was the Not third time he could have gone to the left, and he finally did. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, there's literally nobody here. This is all you can eat because then we yeah. have no lane discipline. It's just – it's crazy. You have to – and it, what happens is sometimes is guys feel like, okay, I can win one-on-one. I can take the edge. I want to beat this guy. I want to I have free reign. Talking about D-line. Uh, D-line, line, but it's not, right. it's, not, it's not in the context of what your plan is as a team, right? Exactly. And so, like, when you don't get home, it becomes a real problem. Yeah, because getting home is, is necessity. You know, you got a mobile quarterback and you want to force him one direction um, and you're not doing that, you'll have the result that, that came out this past weekend because then, like you said, if the guys panic, you lose technique and then they're, not, they're doing uncorrect characteristic things. And then you wonder, and then the, the fans are like, what's going on? You know, we're like, okay, we, we see what's going on because they're doing something that they're not ready to, they weren't ready to uh, defend at that at that moment. You know, Huntley has a great arm, has a pretty, I don't want to say great arm, but has a decent arm to do what he did, you know, mm-hmm. other, other than what his progression research. He's not throwing pre- darts though. Yeah, you know he's not mean? throwing darts. Yeah. I say, I say the only part where he could have, you know, having, I say maybe next week he might hit this pass, the touchdown pass or the two point conversion attempt where he's right away. He went to, he wasn't even thinking about nobody else. He was just thinking about Anzos the entire time. But if he waits a little bit, pump fake, maybe sees uh, Hollywood Brown coming over a drag and he's wide open. Um, he Savage was over top, but Savage is trying to, you know, police the Savage middle. Savage beat by four yards. Right. He was already beat. It's Hollywood Brown. <laughs> Savage, had a ba- Sa- Savage had a bad game. <laughs> yeah. 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 Speaking of, uh, yeah, speaking of that bad game, you know, my, my, my tight end for fantasy, uh, Andrews, you know, put on a clinic, you know, in terms of a big guy on a smaller guy and how you should do, you know, you should basically go out there and, and take advantage of that that matchup, you know, 
Savage has a speed element to him, but he doesn't have the size element, as we know, as we saw throughout that game. Andrews was able to get in position, body up, and be physical. And, and it also, unless he, you know, put that still form out, and uh, it reminds me of any tight end that puts a still form out on a on a DB, it's over. You have a chance. You you created right. a good three, four feet of space right there to get over. And that's what he was doing all night, taking advantage of that uh, a Darnell size. Bro, I don't know if we have a guy that can cover up an athletic tight end right now. Like, I just don't know if there's a guy on the roster, but I can pr- I promise you that it's not 198 pound safety. Like, it's just like it's it's a physical mismatch. It's one of the I talked about this last night with a guy. Like, we can go ahead and hate on Savage, and you know, but he shouldn't be put in that position. There is no way 198 pound safety. He should be a nickel corner. Like, if he doesn't get if he doesn't gain 15 pounds, man, go put him at slot because he right. plays good slot, right? But you are 198 pound safety who takes honestly. The last two games, he has been exposed because he takes bad angles on tackles. So he's mm-hmm. also taking now – he's trying to undercut, right? Not like – not digs, but like deep crossing routes. He's trying to undercut everything when it's like, dude, that guy is twice your size. You can't undercut people like that when, you, when they're getting led. Like, it don't make any sense. He got beat on the right. touchdown. He got beat on, on, on a third and 12. Like, it, it, it just – you have to understand your role. You have to understand, like, physically, I cannot try to bump and run this guy. I right. cannot give him inside leverage when we're playing cover one and we're coming down for, when we're coming down from two shell and I'm playing, we start playing single high and I'm trying to match up against the guy. I can't give him the inside, the inside move by three yeah. yards and then try to <laughs> undercut it. It's like, what are you doing? Because we're not, listen, the Green Bay Packers hey, are giving everybody free release for most of the game, right. right? So you're giving Andrews free release most of the game, give him a 10 yard head start. All of a sudden he's fast. Like he might not be fast as you, but right. in a small box, he's now he's as fast as you are. Like we, it just a lot of the stuff that the way they play, it just I felt like we got exposed yesterday, and we really got exposed with Savage because this is the second week in a row he's taking poor angles, and like he's he is unfortunately, and there's some good tight ends that we might play coming up. Like yes. San Francisco might get in the like I promise you, Cleveland Green Bay got a not, tight end. You know, they got kind yeah, of if we up. get to the playoffs, I promise you Green Bay does not want to see San Francisco and George Kittle right now. No, no, they don't. The way he's playing. He's, like, we just don't have a guy that can cover though, any of those guys. Like, we, yeah, we got it took about, issues. It took about eight Falcons to tackle him. Was that a couple weeks ago <laughs> on a catch? <laughs> he had the yesterday, he was the same thing yesterday, man. It was ridiculous. Yeah, he's insane to tackle him. I, to, he's my, in, in my mind, he's my he's my favorite tight end right now, the way he plays. I just love Me his too. game. I love his game because he, he, he blocks, he catches the ball and he does the, after the catch is, is up to that defensive back, that defensive back or whoever's covering him has to make that business decision. All right. Problems. He caught the ball. Am I going to try to tackle him now? <laughs> Cause he will stiff arm you. He will truck you. He will put his shoulder down. So yes, Kittle is one of them uh, problems that, uh, that could potentially hey. Coming up for these guys. What you think about? What you think about going for two? So Harbaugh went for two last week. He didn't yes. get it. Like, what do you? What you think? See, I don't mind the indecisiveness. I just I already commented on Huntley. Just his. You got to tell him. Look, okay, we know we got Andrew split out wide against the safety or against the DB, whatever corner safety. We have Hollywood Brown coming over the middle. That's what I would have left it and put also put it in that pre you know pre snap conversation if they even had time to say, hey, you got two looks here. No, don't just go to Andrews. You got. You got a receiver over the middle dragging across too. If he if he's covered, he was he was triple covered. Uh, Darnell actually almost caught the ball, and the ball hit uh, Eric Stokes right in the chest. So it was covered. So you'll go for brush progression. Um, I, like I said, in indecisive. He's like, boom, we're going for two right away. I don't mind that, but looking at the situation in the hole, you don't have. They only have. They give what they make the field goal. They say if they go for two or go for one, they tie it. 
what Green Bay has 40, maybe 40 seconds, maybe 45 left, something like that. One, yeah, but one way or another, Rodgers is getting the ball. Right. right. One way or other. So I'm going to probably, I'm going to, you know what? I'm laying it on my defense. That's where I'm at when I really think about it as a coach. I'm going to lay it on you my defense. You have two say, stops hey. right before that, too. They did exactly. have two stops right you, before that. Yeah. You know the, you know the situation. This is why y'all pros. Let's, let's defense up. Don't let them get in field goal range and we take this thing over time. Let's go. That's what I would have did as a coach right there. I, what about yeah, yourself, I, Mike? I, I go for two. I'm with him. I'm with him going for two. Play call. Listen, I, mean, I, yeah. I just wonder how many times in practice does he throw it to Andrews there? Probably every time. Right? Probably, probably every never, time. He, he's probably never thrown. He's, I mean, first of all, he's not really good at throwing that ball anyways as far as, as, far as the, the, the cross in the back of the end zone. Yeah, because it's kind of back, it's kinda back earlier, over right? the body. It's, yeah, it's kind of back over the body throw so, right there. So you kind of see it from that perspective. You're cutting the field. There's all those kind of like what are the percentages of, of, of the play once you start cutting the field on like a sprint right option pass. But – Exactly. Gosh, man, I, I don't know. Like right now, if, if I if I'm anybody, any defense in the league, and they're like 31st against the pass, am I giving Aaron Rodgers like 45 seconds in the ball? Like, probably not me. Hey, you I'm like, I mean? I'm like, you gotta show me. You for you to go. Yeah. You know, if I'm a head coach and I make an indecisive decision to go for two, okay, I'm going for the win. But if I, I say, you know what, I listen, my, maybe my coordinator gets some air. Hey, mine, we need to probably tie it up. You know, let the defense try to take us to overtime. You know, you know, you know what? Let's let's see. Let's let, let defense wake up. Let's see if this guy is the best quarterback in the NFL right. One of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Let's see if he beats us. Along, I with wonder if receiver. he can ever do it again. I wonder if John Harbaugh can ever not. I wonder if he can never go for two again, right? Like if you're in that situation, now you've done it two weeks in a row, right. it hasn't worked, but the numbers say that you should. And he, I mean, that, screw the numbers. Like he, he knows that's the right thing to do. Like that's, you have momentum. Like it's yep. time, it's time to win the game. It's winning time. Yep. So I wonder if he, if he's in that situation now for the rest of his career, he's like, stay, you know, you're staying on the field, man. Go ahead and go ahead and finish this game off. Like you never right. go for one now. That's right? a good question. I don't think so. I, I see him, him and his brother. I think they're the most, straightforward football minded guys out there yeah. between their dad. I remember I seen a documentary or interview with their dad and them two just talking around table style. And they're, they're like, they're like, you know what, when we, you know, we like to pour one, they like to run the ball. You know that you can see that in both coaches style, but then it's indecisiveness. It's like, we're going to do this. We're going to basically punch you in the mouth type of football. We got big guys. We're going to beat you down with the run and then play action pass off that. That's what the hard balls college and pro coach, do I'm running that ball on the teams they coach or and the things like that. So and then special teams, man, I'm just like shaking my head. <laughs> I've seen the things going Head's on. Gotta on roll, this man. Field. Head's I'm, gotta roll now, right? I'm like, yes, I'm like, unfortunately, yes. And I'm like, as a player, like I play special teams on all four core, and I'm just like, I had I, I was like, I had way more pride in what I did. I even know I was an offensive player, I took pride in coming to balance, I took pride in tackling the guy. If, if I was not the main guy on the play, like making the tackle on punt or kickoff, then the coach told me, you know, Mon, you got to force the returner inside. You know what I did? I forced the returner inside because that's where pursuit was coming. I did my, just do your job. So, yeah, it's interesting. And, yeah, it's going to be some red heads rolling, unfortunately, for this. So it's, this it's, is, time, it's time to put starters in on special teams. Like, it's time. Yeah, right. good teams. When you you know it, it, it's way late actually. Like we're way overdue. Yeah, super late. But it's time. It's time where you put okay. Hey, secondary, you got to double up now, man. I can't trust these guys anymore. Right, linebackers, running backs, tight ends. Hey, everybody's over here. We're running special teams right now because I can't trust any of these guys. Like right. that first play, did he even see the receiver? Like he even see the guy? Either. I mean, it literally. He looked. He looked around like he was confused. Like what? I'm not allowed to hit him before the ball comes. 
Like, like bro, I'm like, this is this is Little League. You know this in Little League. I'm looking at him like, is he really trying to argue a point? Like, you're he threw a fair catch. Clearly, he did this. Oh, it's just yeah, it's, it's, I it's, coach it's, high. How about the punt? The punt out of the back of the end zone. They gotta <sighs> call it. They call it back. So then he punts it to the forty-five yard. They're like, dude, are you serious? Like, and how I does coach. it keep happening over and over? The second one, they got the kickoff return for it with a penalty flag. Right, like, bro, it's just undisciplined and not paying attention, situational awareness, all that stuff. That for one, as a, I say, I look at it from a coach standpoint. I coached special teams in high school for two years, and for more than that, actually, and. It was really my job to remind because it was like one part of my job. And, you know, this as a coach is to remind the player of their job. Just as it just as, as, you know, not saying they don't know it, but, you know, as a player, sometimes you're thinking about other things and you can get sidetracked going into the play and not realize, okay, this is this. We just got to make sure we make him fair cast it or we're trying to cough and kick him into the corner, you know, whatever. Um, Let let the ball just bounce. Yeah. So things like that, just remind them, you know, oh, if he fair catches it, don't run it. It's a fair call, fair catch call. Uh, you give him the, the halo three to five yard distance, but you still get in front of him, but you don't kiss him. <laughs> you pretty I much kiss the dude. I was when, just like, he did that. It's like, you know, things are bad when the announcers who don't even want to talk about special teams unless it's like, you know, something good. Yeah. Eight, when they broke Joe Buck or Aitman was like, and here's that. We were just wondering when it, when it was going to come time for the Packers to show what they, what they do on special teams, which is not, you know, not very good. God, it was right. oh, just man. like you're coming a laughing stock, man. It, head's got to roll. I mean, bottom line, you're going to lose. You're going to lose in the playoffs. You're going to lose in the Super Bowl because you of your special teams way. if you don't change something right now. Yeah, you don't want to lose that way. You don't want to lose on a uh, fair catch and he runs into the guy or you catch a kickoff and fumble it out of bounds. You, know, you don't want that. As a, as a coach, head coach, defensive coordinator, you don't want that on on the, your mind because you're thinking about that constantly uh, before you make your next play call. We're like now we're in, we got terrible field position. I got to scrap those plays. I got to go with this, you know, because we're deep in our territory type of play calling to get out of it. Then I could get to the plays I want to run because we're past the fifty or what have you. So yeah, that it, special teams people forget. Um, fan, I say fans forget for sure how important it is. It's kind of like that that caulk in the in the ground tiles of your floor like if you have one of those four slated and that caulk is not quite right when it's wrong when it's coming out when it has to be replaced stuff start falling apart you parts pulling shingles and tiles out of the ground so boom there you go that's what like bad special like team show, shows up so like from that. that we'll move on to trench warfare mike's favorite uh, section and i love to break this down with him because this is the where my dad lived he was an offensive tackle back in college and the grit and the grime of the trenches so, Mike, take us down to trench warfare, please. Well, I mean, listen, when you talk about offensive line and what they do, they're number one against the defense, uh, uh, against the run on defense, 31st against the pass. So, you start thinking they got Brandon Williams, Clayus Campbell didn't play yesterday, but they, they have big guys inside, right? So, we don't think mm-hmm. necessarily that we're going to do a great job of, and what are we only good at, really? Kind of double teams, trap blocks, things like that. Like, we're not good one on one. So, <clears throat> I think our offensive line did a decent job. The, the bottom line is it was always going to be about their outside linebackers, their defensive ends versus our tight ends. And thank mm-hmm. God we have Mercedes Lewis. Like he yeah. is so – I can't explain how – if you go back and watch the game, whether it's Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon, when he rips out a big run, it's because Mercedes Lewis, he's running off yeah. the ass of Mercedes Lewis because that guy can lock up defensive ends and outside linebackers like it's nobody's business. When mm-hmm. he's not in the game, we do not run the ball well. Because the other guys, the guard, like, he's game for it. Like, I'll give him credit. He's just not there yet, right? 84, he's just not there yet. So, 
we did a decent job of getting um, getting push. Their linebackers are, are coming on, are, are beating our double teams as far as on the second level because we had to spend more time kind of moving those bodies. So we're not doing a good job of getting off. But it was always going to be about can we just be effective on the edges and with, with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And you mm-hmm. see as the game went on, like Aaron Jones all of a sudden, because we haven't seen him as much in the second half. Aaron Jones no. all of a sudden in the second half starts breaking up some good runs in that third quarter because right. he's, the, he's the guy that can – change direction he can make he can make the guy miss in the backfield he doesn't have to run through everybody whereas aj Dillon going downhill against a baltimore ravens defense like bro mm-hmm. that's exactly what i want you to do you go ahead and keep running downhill because they're all we talked about their culture before they're tough they're built yes. tough right yep. they love they love contact they love to be physical they love to tackle so if you're just going to run downhill man we'll take all you can eat all day but a guy like aaron jones he can create some different opportunities and that's why it's so important for the packers to have both guys as we go into this playoff push because those styles are really going to help in different situations yeah, yeah definitely and then you know with the way you mentioned your comment on aaron jones hitting a hole it's basically he's hitting a hole with that pace as the linemen are getting to that run fist that makes the world a difference because aj he's going to hit that hole quite not on the same pace but then he's a little bit bigger coming through that hole so he got the guys that's going to you know basically be like you know on him fast but Aaron Jones has the speed element, then the run fits, the run fits, everything looks, uh, I say, cohesive running down the field there. Yeah, and you see, like, the other thing is, it's kind of starting to show that, now, Billy, like, Billy Turner is the latest guy to be heard on offensive line, and it really mm-hmm. showed up yesterday, because now you have, you have Royce, and now you have Kelly on that side, who both guys aren't yeah, really starters, are right? Kelly's, yeah. Yeah, and Kelly's relatively, Real new Kelly, Kelly's, he's a tall guy. He's played a lot of games. He's played a lot of football for the Titans, but he plays high. He's not great in the run game. Like, he can't get a lot of push, especially against, like, a team like the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Mm -hmm. You got Patrick in the middle who's not nearly what Myers is. I think, you know, right now, honestly, John Rand Jr. is only the guy who's probably going to continue to be a starter when all those guys come back. And so you start, and I don't know where that's going to be, right? That might be a right guard. But I love the way Patrick finishes. Right. That's one right. thing that kind of stood out for me. You see him jumping over piles, pushing over piles, trying to finish. Like that's currency. Like, yes. He's he's not the most talented guy. I've said it before. He's probably the weakest link on that line for my for my for my money. But, but he has effort. I, but I love the way he has he has effort. And what that does yep. from a defensive perspective is now you're worried about me putting you over the pile, making you look bad, taking a shot instead of you worrying about your main objective, which is to tackle the runner, go get the quarterback, et cetera. So I think there's currency there. I like the way he's playing. I think there's a lot of value there and hopefully that rubs off on everybody, but you just see against a real physical team. Now, when you have four out of five starters missing, you're not going to get kind of the production that you expect from an offensive line as well coaches. They are, it's just really, really difficult. And again, at some points during the game, you're like, man, they are the number one rushing team in the league and they cannot rush the passer. So, like, why don't we just pass it every play? You know, why don't we do the reverse Bill Belichick? Because, like, they literally right. can't. <laughs> when you got big guys in the middle, interior, they're not going to get push. Right no. now, Justin Houston's still a baller, right? The yep. 54, can still, he can rush passer a little bit. But generally speaking, you're going to have time to throw the ball. And I don't care if they drop eight. If they, I mean, do you saw some of those passes Aaron Rodgers pulling out, man? That, that, yeah. that pass across the middle to MVS, like, that's that that was that's not even fair like that's video yeah. game stuff right yeah, and so do it don't matter if you drop eight drop seven man if you're going to give him time it's it's lights out so it, it's one of those situations where again you have to run the ball to keep everybody honest from a secondary perspective because yeah. now you stop talking about it i don't even care what the pass rush is going to do like linebackers are you going to are you going to pull up are you going to are you going to are you going to bite on that play action is yeah. the secondary going to bite on that play action so we just we get the look that we want 
that's why we run the ball, not necessarily for the effectiveness, because in a game like that, I think it's just going to be really tough. Yeah, it's just, and it was, uh, I'll say, uh, with Patrick, it, 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 he's, it's another way of giving the defense alignment business decisions. That's like from our world of the running back. When we hit a guy, that linebacker or DB, we hit him enough times early in the game, they're like starting to think, oh, man, do I want to tackle this dude when I'm tired in the fourth quarter? So with Patrick, old lineman, yes, I've seen that that mental game of when you finish in plays happens. And later in the game, it makes a difference. Because then I've seen defense alignment punch you on the face because they're frustrated because you've been you've been on them all day. You've been in them real. I, we're running the ball the way we should. And they're, now they're just frustrated because they know this game is over. Time of possession is to us or to the Packers. And I say that's one thing uh, Matt LaFleur has done really good is in the second half. If you notice, I, coming out of halftime, usually when they get when, if they get the first possession in the third quarter or the second possession, they come out and it's run heavy. And they get that run game reestablished for the second half. And then that that wears on – I mean, we both know that wears on the defense alignment and those linebackers trying to fill the gaps and trying to make – trying to stop the run game, basically. Yeah, and, and, and to take it flip it over on the defensive side, you know, we talked about the not, not having a rush plan and how problematic right. not that having was. Kenny Clark. Yeah, not having yeah Kenny, Kenny Clark, like, again, he, he's, you can just tell he's our defensive MVP. Like, after yesterday, missing him and just see, like, what impact he has, not only on the defensive line, but the linebackers, the secondary. Like, he hides a lot of things. Or, mm-hmm. I should say, when he's in the collective D-line, hides a lot of things, right, as far right. as, like, creating that creating that rush with four, not having that pass those passing lanes and that, and that rush plan yesterday really hurt. But – you know, you just, it just starts getting the little things. I watch with Sean Gary now, and you know he makes plays. Um, he creates he creates pressure and and and, and all of that. We got to stop with maybe the speed rush as much. Like, dude, yeah. you're not a speed rush. He did a lot, right? Yeah, he did yeah, that a he, lot last night. Yeah, it's just one of those deals where it's like if you're behind the quarterback, you you're not effective. We just need to stop doing that. Let's just go ahead and rush the quarterback. Go to that speed to power. Work, start working that long arm, and then work and move off that long arm. Maybe it's a rip, maybe it's a chop down, and, and try to go inside. Like mm-hmm. you have stuff, right? We've you've shown that you have stuff, but keep working that speed rush. It's almost like taking a playoff, right? And, yeah. and it's it's just that situation where if you're gonna be a kind of team that's gonna open up those lanes because you're speed rushing against a guy who can run a mobile quarterback, like you're really just creating more problems for yourself. Whereas if you collapse that pocket and force him to run, even even when the play you talked about earlier, when they force yeah. him to 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 escape Go by going backwards, backwards, and then yep. you're running outside, now people can come up. Now you because you got seven people in the secondary, so generally speaking, you're gonna be able to get guys to kind of come up and limit that gain to three yards, right? Exactly. Two or three yards, and he's gonna have to run out of bounds. Or he's gonna take one in the chin. But man, if you if you're just gonna go ahead and run upfield, now it's like straight shot, man. I can get I can get five, six, seven, eight yards whenever I want, right? Yeah, so it's just good. it's a different sensation. We just gotta, you know, everything's part of growth. And like you see, you know how it is, man. Like you see mm-hmm. something in a game where it's like, man, I'm gonna try this. You know, I tell you, like if I'm playing against a good player and yeah. I, I see something, I'm like you go against, I mean, you go against all you've been taught. You're like, man, I'm gonna go ahead and try this. I'm gonna go ahead and give this a shot, right? And then yeah. usually what happens, man, it, it don't work. It don't like, work for a right. reason, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to explain it on Monday, watch the film. Oh, coach, you know what? I said I was going to try something out. Like, you just be honest. I was going to try something out, and it didn't work. And I, and the next time it happened, you know, the next time it didn't happen, I got him, coach, last time. He's like, okay. They'd be like, okay, man, I just want to know, AG, I just want to know what you were thinking on this. I was like, look, I just – I saw something I thought I could get away with, and it, I didn't get away Dude, with I, it. I'll tell you one yeah, thing, I mean, man, because I, I work technique with the guys all the time, right? And <clears> I don't care if it's high school, college, professional guys. Correct. Same thing happens every week, man. It's like – don't you like? I tell offensive linemen, you only need one set. Like, let's stop it with all this. I got to try the wide set. So, dude, you need if you're good at one set, you only need one set, okay? And because what happens? Like, oh man, I went wide set. He went inside. Yeah, I know. 
you shouldn't have done that. Right. It's, yeah. it's the same thing. Every week. Well, I thought this, it's like, dude, don't just do your set, get to your spot and you're going to be successful. Right. It's the same thing with, with, with uh, like defensive uh, pass rushing, right? Like you have moves that you know, you're good at, right. If you're trying to do something that you know, you're not good at just because you think this guy might be slow off the line or whatnot, it's like, bro, it's not worth it. Yeah. You know, yeah. stick to the stuff you're good at. Always like, if you're a power player, be a power player. You know, if like <laughs> Vita Vey ain't going to try to speed rush me, right. Vita no. Vey knows exactly who he is and what he's going to do. Like he yeah, might have exactly. a, it's always going to end up in a bull. It's the same thing, man. Just be who you are. Be comfortable in your own shoes. Exactly. Same thing with the me coaching running backs. Hey, catch the ball with both hands. Don't do this Odell back in one hand stuff. Are you Odell? They'd be like, no, exactly. Two hands, please. Look at him with two hands, tug it. Tuck it in. Jarvis, Let's go. Jarvis Landry used to go to – he'd be in practice in Miami. And my Jarvis Landry's – I love Jarvis. He's a great competitor right. and everything. Right. But they would allow him to catch every ball with one. he catch – his hands are like this. I mean, his hands are like the size he got of big, his chest. He got he's mitts, okay. Yeah, he no, got no. When he, when he shake your hand, he's tickling your elbow. I mean, oh, he's like – it's it's ooh, Yeah, it's like hands. Ooh, it, ooh, yeah, ooh, it's, ooh. it's nasty. But he'll, he'll catch every That's pass it. he can with one hand. And so, pop, pop, pop. And right. he'll drop a couple. And it's like, dude, works. And nobody wanted to say anything. Nobody ever wanted to oh, say anything. Oh, that would drive me nuts. That oh, would drive coach, me nuts. coach is like afraid to say something to him. They want to get upset, right? So, sure enough, getting a game. I mean, he's a sure-handed dude. But every once it's like, you can't run in the context of practice. Like, the practices don't go smoothly if you don't catch the ball. Quarterback's confidence goes down, right? They Correct. start talking. It's, it, it's not just you. It's how you affect everybody else. Exactly. So. All right, man. All right, that was a good one. Good trench warfare right there. So we're going to go get off my line. Get off my line. Got the nonsense, sh- shenanigans, debauch- debauchery going on here. And not just football, but just the world of sports today. I'm going to wrap it up. But, Mike, you start off first. We're here. You got – I, I just want to know what you're talking about here because I'm ready in the, um, the run of show. You know what, like, man? This, yeah. This sounds so, going to be funny. <laughs> so we're watching the game, and so we know – referees officiating calls the rules that they've changed it's so it's like this is a plea right this is an absolute okay. plea to the nfl please stop because i'm watching this game yesterday you got that you got that uh rough in the passer on what's his name out of way yeah oh my god yes i mean i'm a pack that's the worst call i've ever seen that was like, the softest on, call i've ever seen tell until there was another pi that was even worse there's a low block. Remember the low yep. block when oh when yes. old boy's coming out and he's, dude, what are you supposed to do? You weigh 150 pounds, wet and wearing boots. Like, <laughs> right. yeah. What, what, what else? Am I? I took him at the and he took him at the hip, man. He didn't even take him at the knees or the ankles. Yeah. That false start when the guards readjusting. Like again, yeah. a lot of the stuff went for the Packers, so I should be. I'm not I was like, bro, it's, like, it's so like, bad, right? He was like he, basically like, like digging in his nose. <laughs> it it's seems like, like it seems like the NFL is like you remember when mcdonald's came out with their mcrib sandwich and it's just like it's like processed po- it's like the nastiest thing you've ever seen yeah they're just trying to see what kind of crap we'll actually eat man right you know what the nfl is like i think that's the nfl is the same way right now they feel like they're hey man we're gonna feed them this mcrib sandwich let's see how much they'll take before they'll stop coming hey i don't like mcrib so i definitely know what you're talking about i you know hate what I mean? it i'm like the only way i'm like trying to break down why that was a, a rough in the passer i'm like maybe he had two steps before he hit him but I'm like, bro, he pretty much saw, oh, boom, my bad. And I'm like, maybe Aaron got, I could give Aaron the Oscar for a little bit of act job there. He went down. Then you watch the, then you watch the Bucks game, right? And you right. see Chris Godwin's knee going the wrong direction. Like, bop, bop, right. When he got, when he got up in, he's going across right. the middle. Tom right. Brady's, you know, now Tom Brady, remember in the beginning of the season was like, 
defenses are basically getting punished for for offensive for quarterbacks making bad decisions, right? Because right, they can't yeah, take the head off, they can't take a head off Godwin anymore. Dude, you ask every wide receiver in the league, man, would you rather take one in the in the face or in the knee? They're like, man, I'll take it in the face. Yeah, right. For you sure. go ahead and knock you me can. out, but don't end my year, right? Chris Godwin last night gets gets taken out of the knees. He gets upended, hurts his neck, hurts his knee. He's out for the game. No, and there's no flag. That's a legal hit. Right. Because they don't because they don't want you to hit him in the shoulder pads and above. And it's like we there are so back ass words in the it way is. that they've the I way agree. that they've 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 turned this league into like a, a damn laughing stock, man. It's it's seriously, it feels it's like the McRib sandwich, man. Like how much how much crap are we gonna eat before we'll say no more? Much, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. How much processed crap? Because you think about this and you played it, and I played it too. Rugby. Rugby is a game where they properly tackle above the waist all the time and if you don't you're only penalized because you didn't wrap that guy up the right way and most guys in rugby don't go low like go for the knees kind of like how you that you explained or what how chris godwin got hit last night i want to say a lot of players been hit like um, brinkowski he was always a victim in getting low hit like that um and so in rugby you pretty much have to show up and be like all right i gotta hit this guy chest to chest you know, take them down low or at least around the waist, but not the way they, they go for knees in NFL. I totally agree with that. Dude, do you want to here, – here's the thoughts. So if you really want to get players playing at a higher level, okay, like technically uh-huh. better, and just right. things that make more decisions, like make better business decisions. That's it. Don't, don't take away pads in practice. Take away helmets. Take away helmets. Oh, Yeah. Okay, because what happens, like, offensive, defensive lineman, oh, helmet's gone, I still got my pads, great, so I can still manipulate my pads, I can still hold, I can do all that stuff, right, I can work all my moves in the, in the context that I'm going to work them in the game, but I don't now, so I'm not going to butt face-to-face, Exactly. I'm, ta- I'm, I'm tackling, I'm always going to shoulder tackle, I'm always going to hit my shoulder, but I'm not going to put my head in places it doesn't belong, I'm not going to take one great in the idea. face, I'm not going to go to my knee, take one in the face, I'm not going to go head-to-head, like, it, right. it's so, like, the solutions are so easy, but then, I don't know what, I just don't know what happens between, like, we see a problem and then they resolve like, the between seeing and resolving a problem. There's some, na- there's just some nastiness going on in, in between the NFL PA yeah. and the NFL, man. It don't make any sense. Yeah. We got guys that are changing the rules that are not out there. That's one problem. <laughs> they, they're not out there to take those hits and understand it or they used to, or they forgot. Cause we got guys that are making those change rules that for that were players that forgot the, uh, the intensity and the speed of it and all that stuff. Cause yeah, I'm with you there. So right here, what's this next one? I, I love this, the title here, <laughs> the Soda Gate. <laughs> oh, man, awesome. did you see it? So I, I might have this wrong, but I think, like, the Giants were rewarding, like, season ticket holders or, like, fan appreciation day, and they gave, like, medium sodas out for free for the season ticket holders. I mean, this is, like, the cheapest move I've ever heard in my life, bro. I think it was – No. I, like, don't – I hope I'm not – I hope I'm not wrong in this, but I think it was for season ticket holders, and they gave away, like, a medium – free medium soda for all season ticket holders, like, fan appreciation day. It's like – Man, I would rather oh give me a bobblehead. Give me anything. That is like the worst a, gift. That is the yes. worst gift I've ever heard of, dude. Give me a banner, a pennant, a, I mean, a, a hat. A, a, give me I something. Don't, I don't, dude, that is, it just couldn't. That is the cheapest thing. Like, whoever thought of that should be fired immediately. I don't care if it was like the person on the first day on the job. <laughs> right. Or that, or that was like, that was like somebody in the C suite, man. Like, you need to be fired immediately. That was the hey, worst bro. idea I've ever heard. Man, that is, yeah, I'll be mad. I'm like, yeah, give me a bobblehead. Give me something I could like. It, I could keep it for time and then eventually it would be worth something later in like 10, 15, 20 years. Not a, not a couple. What, what kind of memory you, man, remember they gave me a Mr. Pip? Oh shoot. That was a great day. Like what right. kind of memory is that, bro? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're poisoning me. All that corn syrup and all the crap that's in the soda. 
not to mention, not to mention, not to mention, not to mention. Imagine you, imagine you're like a PSL, like uh, preferred seat license or like season ticket holder. So you spend tens of thousands of dollars a year, right? They give you a free medium coat. Hey man, thanks for the ten thousand. Here's a medium coat. Yeah, yeah, bro. This doesn't add up. This doesn't add up at all. Parking, man. But, but how many? Hey, how many? How many of these free cokes do I get before it pays for one day of parking in, in Giant please, Stadium? Like, please let me. Oh, it's know. about twelve seasons. Right. Oh wow. Yeah. Please <laughs> let me know. Please let me know. All right, man. Yeah. Get off my line with that one. All right. Next one on the slate here. What we got? Oh, moving games, bro. What's this? Okay. I don't know how you feel about this, but like. The fact that the Cleveland Browns are playing today instead of instead of I think they had a Saturday game. So okay. the, so the, so the they're playing the Is Raiders, it? right? So the Raiders are getting on or they're driving to the plane to fly to Cleveland. All right. And they're like, "Not nah, sorry, we're not playing. We're not playing until Monday. They just changed the game." Like that late in the that late in the in the day because I don't know if it's because JC Treader's the NFLPA president. I don't know if it's because Baker Mayfield complained. Like I I don't know, but Dude, they had, they had the same problems last year, and I know there's a there's a kind of a vaccination issue. We, we, there's a lot of layers to this, right. bro. You if you can field a team, you're playing a game. Denver Broncos played with a wide receiver at quarterback last year, right? And now we're talking I, about we're talking I about. I thought oh, they changed that rule this year, say you couldn't reset, like you couldn't move it. Now I thought they dude, had they to moved be all. That's why we have eight. That's why we have eight days of football here in the, right out now. Of the next out of the next game because they move games. There's Tuesday games this week. I mean, it's yep. it's ridiculous because if you can field a team. You need to play the game. If the Denver Broncos had to play with a wide receiver playing quarterback last year, because right, right now what's happening? Baker Mayfield was out. Backup was out. They were going to play with a third-string quarterback. Baker Mayfield like put on Instagram or, or Twitter or something last night, like, hey, man, I just got my – I feel great. I'm asymptomatic. I'm vaccinated. So I can get it. Now he can get a test, and he might be able to play today. Right. right? That's – I mean, listen, you want to have the best players on the field as a, as a, uh, as a team, but, man, that's not – like, that's not – the Raiders' problem. They just don't make any. It just right. it's, it's it's just asinine. I, and again, it's another situation where you're trying as the NFL to hit a moving target. I understand this is a very difficult situation, but I don't understand how you're doing anything in the players' best interest if you start ch- changing the rules to what it seems like favors a certain teams. And right. then the second thing is, AG, they just changed the rules, so it's like, well, if you're vaccinated now and you're asymptomatic, you only need one test. It's like, okay, hmm. why? Well, right. I, and I'm all for it, right? First of all, who the hell I, I'm asymptomatic? Are you? You know, it, that, that's a that's a sliding scale, right? Right. As far as as far as how I feel. Yes, and, exactly. Yeah, and and second of all, it's like okay, so now you're trying to make it easier for people to get back because you had this problem, and now you're also delaying. It's just it's just really really like a lot of things in the NFL. It's this is another McRib sandwich deal, man. Like how hey, much yeah. how much are you gonna take before you just stop watching? Yeah, so with that, we got uh, tomorrow is Seahawks and Rams, or not tomorrow, uh, Tuesday. No, it is. Today's Monday. Yeah, today's Monday. Yeah, so yeah. Tuesday, Seahawks and Rams, uh, Washington uh, football team and Eagles. And then tonight, we have the uh, Raiders and Browns and Vikings at Chicago. So, yeah, those are the games. So uh, the first two, the Rams game and the uh, uh, Browns game is the ones that got switched around. And then we got, what, Thursday night football, and then it's going to be college football on Wednesday, mm-hmm. all that, all that. But, you know, like I said, like I said at the beginning of the show, debauchery, things going on that is are con- con- continually craziness. But, no, I'm going to wrap it up with some complete craziness now. We're going to talk about our boy, uh, some boys here that we know. So Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley, part two. And I'm tripping off of when I Googled this 
up just to watch the highlights of the fight. And Jake Paul is this YouTube celebrity that said, look, I'm going to fight MMA fighters to prove that I'm a boxer. He's smart, dude. Just, just let we, that we, settle we, in. No, we can. We, yeah, but you can hate on him, bro. But he's like, he's he's smart. Because, right? No, I'm not. Yeah. Because he's I'm he's been re, he's being real. No, he's been real smart about how he chooses his opponents. Like, I'm True. not going to get in their realm. Like, True. we know that they throw hands, but they're not boxers. Like, he's he. I love the way. I mean, I don't. That's even, why I said. I that's why I said he, it the way I said it. I still don't know who he is, like, because I'm not, I'm not cool. But my my kids yeah. like, oh no, he's the funniest man. He's the best, or whatever. You know. Yeah, he's a personality right, on YouTube. But no, my point is like, you Google it up for looking at the highlights, and it says professional boxer under his name, American professional boxer. So I'm just like, I'm like that right there, rolling my eyes, you know, adjusting my neck, like really. I'm like, oh, I'm like, but Tyron Re- uh, Tyron Woodley is an MMA fighter, probably like. Welterweight, maybe I don't know. I don't know the weight classes quite, but he's outweighed by Jake. Jake is a big kid. He's not a yeah. small kid. He, he, he was looks, a, he was a, he was a uh, either a middleweight or a light heavyweight. I don't think he was two hundred five. I think he was like one eighty five. Yeah, and so Jake Paul is definitely well over two hundred pounds. Um, but he's fighting an MMA fighter, like you said. And I watched this when I remember I was watching um, uh, the the women MMA championship a few years ago, where they had a cyborg and uh, dang it. Can't think of her name, but she was mostly an upright boxer and she just learned how to kick and she lost to Cyborg. And so that right there showed a lot. And so knowing that Jake, like you said, it's very smart, very smart in his, who he's lining up these fights against because all the MM fighters he's fought there, for one, they're MMA fighters, so they're not experts in boxing. They don't understand where you have to be, hold your guard up all the time and seeing the way Tyron moved around that ring. He was still dropping his hands down because it may because you got to get your hands down you know get some of your kicks out things of that nature so i saw that so yeah but i'm just dripping i just saw that it, it was um, it said american professional <laughs> boxer by his name so get off my line with that one but i ain't mad at him he's making money he's knocking dudes out literally and yeah, I, I went to fight though that's what i can't showtime showtime no Ooh. but i'm saying like who's why like who's I, i'm not watching that fight you're like hey <laughs> man you 50 you have to pay 50 bucks to watch two no. non-boxers box. No. It's like, I, I, go, I, I, I can literally go down to the gym down on Friday nights. They have Friday night fights down at the gym literally down the street. I can go watch boom. that anytime I want. It's like, boom. There you go. Uh, I watched the highlights. Like I said, I Googled the highlight. And that then our man. Was, hey, that highlight was serious, though, man. Yeah. And in the but, social media world, guy, people are questioning if it was rigged, like if did Tyron take the fall. No, you don't hit, You don't man. take it. You don't I take don't a nap know. like that, man. He, he fell. He fell. He fell. <laughs> He See, failed, here's the he deal. Failed. Here's how he you know when you out. fall. You've done this before too. Like, yes. if you fake fall, you put your hands out before you hit your face on the deck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this dude did not hit his went face first. Ah, he went he face out, first. Yeah. And so, and then the yeah, next fight that. that was so the next fight was the undercard to Jake and Tyron was our man uh, Darren Williams from the NBA, and you mentioned mm. this earlier this year, and Frank Gore battling it out. Yes. And oof, it was a full round. Somebody took it a lot more serious. I think Deron took it way more serious and maybe his experience being a wrestler than Frank. Not saying that Frank didn't take it serious, but I think he was, wasn't quite ready. And he kind of mentioned it in experience. You know, I need to learn some things about being in the ring and the awareness I got to have. He kind of mentioned that in the post-fight interview, but seeing that fight was like interesting. I was like, wow. Yeah. So, you know, but, so I, I guarantee you, Frank took that serious, man. Cause that's, yeah, I mean, no, that's kind of Frank. That's kind of guy Frank is. He's just like, and that's what I love about Frank. Actually. Like you think about, you think about, you know, how, how do, why do, why are successful people successful? Because he just had a setback. I guarantee. And he just said, look, man, I, I'm here. I'm here to box. 
Mm -hmm. right? I had opportunities to go play in the NFL. I'm here to box. This guy just beat me. Who's much. I mean, uh, what's Deron Williams is much bigger than Frank Gore. Yeah, he has reach bigger. advantage, size advantage, everything. Right. I, Frank, like Frank, Frank could care less. Right? right. Frank's out there to Frank out, out there to learn something. He said, Hey, listen, there's stuff I got to work on. I'm gonna go work on it. I learned something from this. Like he, he's so humble, man. Like he's one of the most unbelievable guys I've ever been around as far as athletes, man. I, I really love that guy, but yeah. He did get bullied a little bit in that because again, you're giving up pounds, you're giving up, you're giving Weight, up a lot of height, size and yeah, reach. Yeah, you're giving up a lot of advantage. But I think they still had a split decision, man. It's like, you they, know, he, I he, think he, they did. He, represent, and then, he he, he yeah. represented himself well. It's just it's it's tough, man. It's like you remember who? Um, remember Johnny Morton from USC wide receiver? Yeah, yeah, dude, Johnny. Yeah. So Johnny Morton, after he was done, man, I, I I'll never forget. He was like the first guy I ever saw that tried to transition over to MMA. This dude got blasted in like 25 seconds, man. He got knocked out cold. Oh, Not, okay. Like, like his life. I thought he was dead in the ring. Right. Like he came down. I think uh -huh. they were in the Coliseum or something. Man, he came down. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Yeah, he looked all jacked up. You're like, oh yeah, he's a professional athlete, man. He's gonna. Cause you always think like, hey, I was looking at this like this. Like, I'll go to MMA. Like, I'm a professional athlete, man. You guys, you guys are just like gym gym class kids who learn how to do jujitsu. Right. Nope. No. Problems. It's no, different. Yeah. You learn it very is. fast. Johnny Morton showed me like it was like 10, 12 years ago. He showed me like. Man, they might be gym class kids and learning jujitsu, man, but they got really good at it. <laughs> they very good. No, much respect. I'm saying damn because it's just I just saw an aggressor that I didn't think I would see. Like I knew it would be a fight, you know, that Daron Daron would be defending himself, Frank would be defending himself, but he was pushing Frank out the ring. I was like, God dog. I'm like, what's going on here? So that's why I, that's why I had it in here for that aspect because I know. You know, Frank, and I know I, mean, I know from a distance as well that he's a guy that is uh, going to put in the training. But I'm pretty sure this is not his last one. I know Daron said this was it. He was one and done. Um, but, Frank, he might want to take one more for himself. AG, I, I would know. do – if, if I won, dude, I'd be one and done, bro. I'd be out. You would? At least on TV. <laughs> yeah, unless unless Jake Paul wanted to fight. If Jake Paul wanted to fight me because, you know, they're getting paid then. But, yeah. like, you know, shit, you and me, like – I mean, unless someone's like you know, like messing with you, one of your kids or something like that. I mean, I'm not yeah, trying to fight it. right. I'm not. I'm not oh, trying yeah. to fight right now. You trying I don't to even fight know what I would... for fun? I'm not trying to do anything for fun anymore. Like, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what I would physically do to somebody if I got put these hands on them. You know, I'm like, I don't even know did what see, I would do. Dude, you see what that that bouncer said about Mike Tyson recently? I'm talking about Mike Tyson, he was like, mm, Mike Tyson. Had, they had they had to like have a they had to have like a, a side room with like all these girls. He like, you go have sex with all these girls before uh before he had gotten a fight. Because right. like, he was like, man, he's like, man, if I don't like have like some sort of like a, a, like release or something like that, he's like, I, he's like, I might kill somebody. So he said he he come out of the I'm room, he get he get done with these girls, and be like, all right, this guy's gonna live tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I believe that. I like, believe that's, that's that, crazy. That, that that hey, because he was the best at it in the ring, and so he and the strength he we don't even know his strength. You know, we don't even know like if he actually lifted weights, what he would put up. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because boxing, he was in shape. He was in boxing shape where you could do, you could look the way you look by doing your push-ups, your sit-ups, your core work, which boxers do, and then a ton of endurance. But just imagine we, he was really like on a football program, what he would have looked like. And, the, and the strength. He would look like yeah, Bo Jackson. The, the, the strength that would have came out of that body that was already powerful, you know, from the, the way uh, boxers train anyway. So that was wrapping up, uh, that would wrap up this, uh, get off our line right there. So into players of the game. We got the first one here, Mike. It's on you. What you got here? Yeah, man. I, I just want to give it to Mercedes Lewis. I, again, the way that he 
the influence that he has in the game goes so much more. And he had some good catches last night. Like I think that's mm-hmm. probably the most yards he's had in three years or something. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's trying. He was trying to get Aaron Rodgers last uh, to do that that record breaking. Probably was. Too, man. He, yeah, he was. He was almost there. But the way that he influences the game was really evident to me yesterday because he can put lock, he can put defensive ends and outside linebackers on lockdown, man. Where you get those other guys in there, Dewar and those other boys, like they're just trying to. They're just trying to kind of like, hey, we're gonna wham block. Even when they run that lead, that lead scheme, they got a flash. They got a flash to defensive end. Tackle leaves. The tight end leaves, and Dewar comes in and cuts him. Like they can't really, they can't generate their own like hold up against another man in one v one, as far as run blocking right. goes or pass blocking. So I just have so much respect for his game, and I know that he's a leader in that locker room and everything. Man, I just wanted to give him a give him some shout outs. Yeah, and I, I remember on one of the completions, I saw Aaron kind of like pump his arm, like, yeah, because the one after the run after catch where he actually had picked up, he caught the ball and he picked up like almost 10 yards after the mm-hmm. catch. So he was, you know, you could tell that in the locker room, they're cheering for him to do anything after the catch because they like, because you know how players, you know how we get, you're like, hey, bro, you only caught the ball this week. You know, yeah. you got to catch it and run now, Mo. You know, they're calling, hey, hey old man, they're saying something like that, you know, because we that's how we get to, we got to, you know, play with each other, have fun, things of that nature. And I like where I could see the enthusiasm there. And say for my for my player of the game, Marquez valdez Gatley, I think he showed up. He took advantage of some of that bad. Even Baltimore showed some of that bad technique DB coverage, as you mentioned, the factors, that soft coverage. Because they on his one touchdown, that DB, he's sitting, you know, I'm going to get on top of him. And he's like maybe four to five, almost off. And they're at the 10-yard or 11-yard line on that one catch that actually gives Aaron the tie with Brett Favre with 442 touchdowns. That was a good throw, though, man. Good, that throw, good throw, was, that yes. throw was insane. That was a nice it's catch, too, but, like, that that DB, like, did you see that route? Because it was, like, it was supposed, it looked like it was supposed to be a slam, but he was almost running, like, a um, – A deep He almost, slam. like, he almost kind of, like, curled it up. You yep. know what I mean? It yep. almost Adjusted. turned into, like – it turned into, like, an elliptical route or something like that where he just, like <laughs> – he, he just took it high at the last minute. You know what I mean? Yep. And put that – uh, made that DB for, hesitate for a minute, but made the catch and just the effort to get the ball in the end zone. And throughout the game – he showed up in some of them throws that Aaron got to him over the middle, the one cut throw and catch you were talking about later where, or earlier where you said it was just unfair. So the plays like that, and I say to have Marquez, and then last week was Alan Lazar, to have these receivers show up to get that confidence, you know, building up towards the playoffs, I think this is going to be, you know, big, big benefit for all the, I say all the guys on that team moving forward because now Aaron, which he already does anyway, he throws the multiple receivers. He's not a guy is one, you know, he's he, he in certain situations, you know where he's going to go, most likely Devontae Adams, but overall he will pass the ball around to a lot of different receivers. So there, that's our players of the game. So now we take it to the round of league real quick to wrap this show up. And again, we got still got what four games to go <laughs> to get played. I know, man. Uh, and I'm confused. I got totally lost on Saturday with all of a sudden, I'm looking at my fantasy roster, and I'm like, the Patriots coach played? I'm like, what? Because my Hunter, what's his name, Hunter, the tight end, he got 25 yep. points on the bench. I was like, no. I was like, no. Oh. So the good uh, coach. They had a good comeback, man. They, yeah, they had a good comeback. Uh, Mac Jones showed up in the in the second half of that game. I mean, he's a young right. player. and a whole. I mean, listen. Yeah, we know. Car- Ricky, Car- you're doing great. Carson, yeah, Jonathan Taylor's doing a great job. I mean, it, mm-hmm. that offensive line is just – they're just, you know, we've been in that we, we've been in that situation before where like things are just working, right? It's just gonna yep. work. And I don't care if New England's the top defense in the league, like it's just gonna work. You just know sometimes you go into games and be like, Yeah, we got this. It's okay. There's nothing that they're doing that scares us. Like you've been in those situations with even with good defenses, like they're ranked, you know, top three, top mm-hmm. five in the league. But you're looking at them like from a matchup perspective, like, no way, man. Like they, 
they're not, they're not, they can't pass rush on us. So, and we can come, they just got big bodies. Like we can move them. You just start yeah. looking at it like, man, we got these guys. And, and you see with the, with the Colts and the Patriots, like you just knew like Jonathan Taylor's going to have a big day. I don't, I don't care. They're trying to stop the run, take away their best player and all that. Like Carson went through the ball 12 times, still threw a pick. You know, he's, I, to me, he's a liability, but the Colts are, the Colts are definitely for real. But yeah, yeah Mac Jones, know. Mac Jones is going to be a good player in this league. Like he, he's going to show that game is actually going to help set the, set the stage for what I think happens in the playoffs with those guys. Yes, definitely. Um, um, I'll say, uh, well, it was, I think I had a thought in my mind about Jonathan Taylor, but it'll pop back. But then we also had the Chiefs and Chargers. Chargers, our Chiefs uh, stay on top of that division and beating the, the Chargers in L.A. 34-28. Um, oh, I was going to say about the Colts offensive line and run game. We are who we are. This is what we do. And that's what they've yeah. been doing the last couple of weeks. And you, to have that mindset going into playoffs is it's going to it's going to be interesting how far they could go with that, because usually when the run run game is hitting like what that run game is in, in Indiana, it's going to be it's problems for that's just teams. one of those teams you don't want to see either. Right. Yeah. You go you early in the play. Even, mm. even if it's cold weather, they got to go outside. They got to travel. They, run it's game travels well. Run game travels well. A lot of the stuff doesn't travel well. Run game. No. If you can run the ball, man, you can go anywhere and win. Yeah, you can run that run game could fit up in that uh that uh when you if it's on the, the overhead on the plane, the overhead yeah. compartment, the run game could fit anywhere. There it is right there. Then we have the Cardinals uh beat get beat and beat up by the Detroit Lions. Now, this one, I would have lost a lot of money. I would have lost money on it. I would I, I would have been upset at myself. Dude, I think they were two Not, touchdown favorites, something like right. that. Something like that. So yeah, you see, uh, the uh, Cardinals go out to D Town, Detroit, and get beat thirty to twelve by the uh, I say two and eleven and one Lions. So obviously that's going to be the big talk here on all the other out, um, outlets of sports talk. And then the Falcons and the 49ers, 49ers do their thing. They're they're still in the in the hunt for the playoffs. Beat uh, the Falcons thirty one to thirteen. It almost feels like the Falcons don't even have a football team anymore, man. You know what I mean? It, it, it just I just don't understand. Like no, I do understand. But it's just interesting how they just felt like almost fell apart since like I mean it, is it the Super Bowl? Is yeah. there, are they still are I think, they still I think they got honestly like because Arthur Smith is Arthur Smith was doing a good job in Tennessee, right? And you know, you figure like you hire competent people like Dan Quinn was a good coach, you know, they had to get rid of him, you know, they kind of had that hangover. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's time to get rid of Matt Ryan, dude. Like Matt Ryan hasn't recovered either. Matt Ryan was a MVP candidate. He was right. he was the MVP that year. And like he like if I was an offensive lineman, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be on the field with him because he's one of those guys that like he sees the rush every single play. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, he got he sees ghosts. Yeah, sees yeah. Ghost he sees our, he sees world. that guy every single play, man. It's like it's just really tough to win at a high level if you got a quarterback who sees who sees ghosts, who sees that rush every single play. So it, it might be time to move on. Yeah, and for the listeners that don't know, so seeing ghosts is seeing somebody that's not there. That you think is there, mm-hmm. <laughs> this full disclosure there. So, and then uh, the Panthers and the Bills go at it, and the Panthers are still going downhill from here. They lose to the Bills 31 14. Um, Jets and the Dolphins AFC East matchup. Dolphins win this 31 24. Um, quick, uh, I say up by seven to get the victory. And, and Cowboys are doing what they need to do, winning these games they should be winning. But this is the Giants 21 6. It wasn't they a good, it was, it was. It was a mediocre game. I say watching it, you know, watching yeah. the way both sides play, especially Cowboys. But the Cowboys did what they needed to do to get the victory. And then the Steelers and Titans go at it. And t- Steelers edge out the Titans 19 to 13. Mike, I know you're shaking your head there. That's the same That's the same <laughs> thing, man. We talked about before, like the Ravens, Steelers, Ravens. Pay, like, t- so there's some teams that just have a culture of, that, hey, we're tough. We know how to win. It's December. Like, it's winning time yeah. for us. Yeah. And the Steelers have – they had no reason to win that game. A lot of people would say – No, they didn't. 
defensively they created turnovers, right? But it's it, you know you create turnovers, the offense giving away the ball. Which one is it, right? And yeah. the Tennessee Titans are a and good team, a sound football team, well coached football team, but they give away the ball, you know, handful of times in the second half, and it's like. Steelers really didn't win that game as much as Tennessee lost it, but you okay, sure. fine. Steelers keep that's what the Steelers do, right? That's what the yep. Ravens do. They they these teams win these games over and over. Yep. It won't last thing too. It's kind of crazy. Is you know they just fired uh, Urban Meyer and the whole deal, yep. and you start talking about some other teams like you know being affiliated with the Panthers. Man, there is, and I don't know. I haven't followed it that closely, but there is some a lot of talk about Matt Rule down there, man. Not just people not being happy with the way things are going, and like, oh, really, in Carolina? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like, like, like the demeanor of the team, the play calling, mm-hmm. everything. Like the way that the, the the team that's showing up on the field right now, it's, just, really? it's tough. Yeah, it's tough because it's early in his tenure, man. Like, right. If you, if you year, have a good, yeah, year. if you have a good guy, you got to yeah. give the guy like it used to be a five year plan, man. Now it feels like it's two year plan. It's ridiculous. If that, right. And we, we know with Urban, it was a one-year deal. He was out, um, unfortunately. Urban Mile got it. I mean, I hope, yeah, I, I, hope I just, I honestly, like, shotgun, I don't, you know, I don't know the guy, obviously, but like, I hope he doesn't have to pay that guy a nickel, man. That guy, Urban Meyer just yeah, seems like a bad dude to me. Yeah, I just think they, actually, I think they found they didn't have to pay him. I saw, yeah, I read they, a little they can fire bit. fire with cause, right? They can fire little, with cause. Yep, yep. I saw that in a little blurb. In the, um, I mean, it don't article. matter to him. He's rich either way, but it's like, he, he seems like he a bad dude. He just seems yeah, like just, a bad dude to me. There's, there's bad bad business decisions as we as yes. we talked about here. Okay, and then we take it on down to AFC South. Uh, Jack Texans, the Jaguars, uh, in in Jacksonville. That talking about that team. Uh, Texans win thirty to sixteen, and then we got Bengals led by Joe Burrow over the Broncos. And I think uh, Bridgewater finally gets knocked out officially. Like he's out, out. And then he gets hit. Did you, you see what he, he? I saw the hit. It, Teddy it Bridgewater cool. is too fragile. He's too, now look his body. He is too fragile to play quarterback in the NFL. At this I, moment, said, yeah. I said it. He should yeah. not, but like you look at his body type, dude. Like he has no neck. Like he's so he just looks like almost frail. 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 Like he hit right. the ground. You're like, dude, that wasn't a big deal. What are you talking about? Get up. You know, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to minimize. Like, yeah, no. you don't want him to get hurt. And I know he had that horrific injury earlier. And like, I was a big fan of his the whole deal. But like, he literally looks frail playing quarterback. Like True. he looks too small. Like right. there's no body, there's no like muscle tone or nothing. You know what I mean? It's just it's like, man, yeah, get in the weight room or something. Yeah, muscle tone. You got to have it. You gotta have some some semblance of that, especially body in armor, dude. It's body armor, especially yeah, in quarterback you, position. Bro. Exactly, exactly, any position, but definitely quarterback. So the Bengals win that game, fifteen to ten, and then the uh, I say the probably the surprise one of between the uh, Lions game and this game, the Saints beating the Buccaneers in Tampa, mm. nine to nothing, and a game that uh, I know for sure, like you said, Saints figured out what they need to do against Tampa Bay or against Tom Brady. And I think everybody needs it. I know that. I know that as an offensive player. I knew that when I was playing. Yeah. He's going to stay on that spot. He can't, he's not mobile. You get that rush to him, you frustrate him, you cause problems for him and that and their offense. You know, and I think Fournette was out in this game, correct? I believe he was out too. So that hurt their offense. No, Fournette played, but they lost Mike Evans. They lost Godwin in the the same I know, yeah, and and Godwin, right. Yeah, Gronk didn't know they lost Evans. Gronk didn't play. Yeah, Gronk didn't play well. But you know what's crazy if you watch the Saints because you remember the Saints were like, you know they they had the uh, they had the whole scandal with uh, with the you know, they, yeah Sean Payton scandal you know to yep. defensive players like targeting targeting yeah. uh, well, uh, Greg, uh, Greg Williams the yeah Greg Williams coordinator. yeah yeah so so but you you start watching like the way they play man and, and, and again we were talking about earlier about I'd rather get hit in the head than taken out the knee mm-hmm. when they, when dudes come across the the middle or anything everyone's going low on on players. And the Saints, like everyone's getting taken out low, low. And it's, hey, it's not only, it's so funny because it's not only legal, it's encouraged by the NFL because they don't want you to go high. But 
you just see like the whole tone of the game changes. Cause I, like, we, you know, we never want to, um, I never wanted to, to, to ha- cause people to have surgery, but I did want you to be hurt because if you're hurt, you can't play. Exactly. Right? So our, our perspective is like, I, I don't want you to, I guess you don't want to be injured, but you want to be hurt. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to end your career, end your year, but I, I would, I don't mind ending your day at all. So if yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to keep pounding you in that thigh, I'm going to keep pounding you, you know, pounding you at low, especially if that's what they're encouraging from the NFL's perspective. And now you see like, it changes the demeanor of the offensive team. If like, dude, wait a second, I'm not going across the middle anymore. Like game's changing. Right. Or, Hey, yeah. like Gronk, you keep going at Gronk long enough. Gronk's a tough guy, but he's also had knee surgeries. Like, a lot of them. We could talk about we could talk about it. it's not getting in his head, but proof's in the oh, pudding. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's there. It's there. And you see that with plays, like you said, with to Godwin, where the tone kind of switches, momentum switches, and aggression is a little different um, from each team. And they, obviously one team was the Saints aggression kicked on up. And Pat Tabba Bay, they're like, you know what? We're in the playoffs. We're probably gonna win this division. Yeah, I'm not saying this, but that's where some players' head might go. Just letting you know. That's how that's how some players may think in that situation. But uh, then then on tomorrow, you got the Rams and Seahawks in L.A. Or you got Seahawks in L.A. And then you got Washington football team going to Philly for Tuesday night football. Uh, both on that'll Fox. Be, that'll be a good game. <laughs> I, think the Rams by, I think the Rams by a million. But I think the, I think the <laughs> football team versus the Eagles be a good game. Take the Eagles, yeah. but I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, I like the way Heineke good. plays, man, but I, I like the Eagles, too. I, I think I, he's out for COVID. I saw that on my fantasy. Oh, like, no. you're right, yeah. But see, the, the Eagles, see, the Eagles, you and I would love to play for the Eagles, man. They were like, you know what? They just decided, you know what, man? We're just going to run the ball 40 times a game. I'm done. You know what? They, they got a bunch it. of studs offensively. They got that dude, that rugby player, who's like six foot eight, 350 pounds, playing left tackle now. Dude, that guy yeah, you know he's a You know he's a player. That guy's That's an absolute unit, man. They're like, hey, yes. you don't need a pass block, man. I know you can't do that, but you can run the ball. You can you can run block, right? Yep. I can do Let's that. Just fine. Here. Thank you. That's <laughs> called a scrum in our world of rugby. That is called That's a scrum. Right. He is the lead. Uh, what's the lead? What's one of the guys down in the scrum? I forgot. Like uh, the head. I know it's uh, the wing. You're talking about the hooker? The hooker. There you go. Yep. 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 There it is. I was trying to think. So, hey, that brings us to the end of our show, Mike. Man, good job. Good show today. Have fun talking. And uh, we gonna it's gonna be interesting to watch all this football this week. Hopefully, you don't you know get passed out from all the football <laughs> that's wow. going on. And so college football wait. too. On top of that, so to wrap this show up, uh, thank you for tuning in. And we need the feedback. You need to go to uh, iHeart or wherever you download podcasts. Download the podcast. Give us the feedback and rate us and review us because we need that. That helps us get better. And then you can go on Twitter to follow. It's on my block on Twitter. It's on uh, underscore my underscore block. Is the Twitter handle, and then you can find me at Amon Green 30 on Instagram, Twitter, and Amon Green on Facebook. And Mike, let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, Mike Wall 68 on Twitter, process to perform on Instagram, Mike Wall on Facebook. All right, man. Mike, have a good I say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, you. my man. Have and a great catch holiday. You next, yeah, get, catch you next week. Have a great holiday to you as well. And we'll catch y'all next week. Talk to you later. All right, brother. I'll uh, I'll zip this up. I appreciate you. Yeah, same here. Appreciate you, too. Have a good weekend. See you, man. See you.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The drive to go further and reach higher. The same thing that inspires you, inspires us. At Strayer University, we're always searching for new ways to make education more affordable. That's why we offer access to up to 10 no-cost gen ed courses to help you save time and money so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. No-cost gen ed's provided by Strayer University affiliates of Field Learning. Eligibility rules apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEF. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.